And I guess that's what I want. I want to look back and connect the dots and actually draw the picture of what it is that's been happening in my life. Hi, mamas. Happy Mama Monday. I hope you're going easy on yourself today, no matter what day it is for you, but especially if it's Monday, Mama Monday. Through a series of fortunate events, I have decided to remain in my jammies this morning and drink my coffee with my Baileys because it's the weekend. Um, Actually, mamas, I have a confession for you. <laughs> I don't know if this is bad, but... I keep like buying cream for my coffee and it keeps going bad and chunky. So I'm like, Bailey's doesn't go bad. <laughs> so I've been adding a little dash just for that like flavor of cream in my coffee because I love that. I'm not getting drunk at every day, but it's just like a cute little like pep in my step. <laughs> I might cut that out, but okay. Anyway, so that is what where I'm at. So it is September. The leaves are starting to change. It's green. The tops of the leaves are turning colors. Summer is coming to an end. It's beautiful. It's warm. It's humid. And it is time to start reorganizing my life again, planning on the fact that I will be returning to Texas for two and a half months. There has been some balls juggling in the air for me, as you know, but it's starting to come to a head now that we're in September and I'm trying to get my ducks in a row. These choices and decisions are coming up as far as where I'm gonna be living, what I'm gonna be driving, what I'm gonna be doing for work, details about Texas and now is the time so mamas I was hoping you could come along for the ride with me while I figure some shit out okay okay um so I told you I was looking for an apartment mamas I got it so excited this apartment is perfect I've got a bathtub I've got laundry it's a basement apartment but like it's all mine one bedroom one bathroom and I am getting so excited thinking about decorating it like and I know I've got to be like a little more frugal with my spending because I'm kind of at that point now where like I just want to buy quality things that are going to last, but this apartment is not going to be my permanent space, though it is a 12-month lease, mamas, which is the most commitment I've made in the past two years, so (laughs) I'm excited for that. Um, Baby steps. (laughs) Like, who knew this little love bug over here had such a fear of commitment, but apparently I do. But I think it's just like a resistance of what I don't want to root anywhere that's not the right place for me anymore because I was so traumatized by being uprooted. It's like, no, 
I need to be a lot, I want to be a lot more intentional and selective about where it is that I'm placing roots. But anyway, this is a 12 month lease. It's only 45 minutes from the cottage. So I have my home away from home, my nature reprieve sanctuary anytime I want. It's local to my work, which you know is all around. And it just, the pieces kind of fell into place. So, ah, yay, 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 yay. Um, the, the floor is like, there's like red brick almost, that like smooth red brick. Do you know what I'm talking about? That flooring that goes down the stairs into the entryway and like across it, like it almost, I don't, I don't know really how to explain it, but the wood flooring kind of matches that. So it's like this red, warm, bricky kind of color but for some reason the landlord chose to paint this like cool gray so there's a lot of clashing so I am hoping and praying that this landlord would be down to let me paint it and I am like debating paint colors this is the first step to setting the vibe for my apartment I've kind of like I'm I want to choose a theme and stick with that but I'm kind of thinking of the theme of like staycation because dang you know me like I've been all over the fucking place so it's nice to have that space to be like this is where I want to call home and this is like it's going to be cold outside in the basement and like coming home to a basement it's like I want it to be as warm and like cozy as I can and so the color that I'm actually leaning towards mamas is like a pinky beige <laughs> it's called sand dance by bear and I don't know if it's going to be too dark for the apartment um but it's kind of like empowering to be like yeah I have my own place I can paint it a shade of pink if I damn well choose but I mean the the landlord has to approve it and I want it to be more beige and neutral and just maybe like bring in some pinks and like canvas and plants and like boho cane and rattan like just make it like that staycation kind of vibe um I have wanted this for so long I remember one thing with Jack is like anything that I wanted to decorate he had very opposite tastes so we were always like asking each other constantly if we wanted to like if one of us wanted to pick up a decor or something and the other one wouldn't like it <laughs> so this apartment or go and fucking pink. <laughs> not actually, not actually. It's going to be like a neutral, beige, warm, kind of peachy, like tropical vibes without, you know, getting too overboard because it, it's got to be neutral at the end of the day. But, but anyway, one thing that I've always loved the look of is getting a, a couch, like a sectional or two couches draped with like a canvas linen over top. You can Pinterest it. It's so like luxe and beautiful and cozy and just like, oh, and you can wash it easily. So it like would smell fresh all the time. If you stain it, like it's easy. Um, so I'm like super excited for that. And I think that would look so good with like a soft pinky beige to get like an off-white or like a cream or a canvas linen-y color, khaki, something like that's going to be my color scheme obviously with all the plants and stuff. And the bathroom has like emerald green tile, okay? There's nothing I can do about that. And really I'm thinking like, what color can I even paint in there? 
the last tenant painted this hideous black accent wall, which like no offense, but with the gray, it's just, it's just clashing so much in there. So I'm like, no, it's gotta be pink. That's the only thing. The only way I can do it is do like a, a retro boho upcycle, make it fun and girly and like tropical. Anyway, you see my vision, mamas. My nana has like a wooden vintage um, vanity. So I'm going to use that as like my office desk slash vanity to get do my makeup and hair. Um, and I want to buy a fireplace for like a little electric TV console, hopefully. So now's the time I'm going to, I'm like looking at deals and stuff and I can take my time accumulating the right pieces. But first step is to get permission to paint. And if she is not down with the shade of beige that I'm thinking, like pinky beige, then I'll just go a little more beige and bring in a little more pink in the decor. That's fine. If, I mean, if she's down for that, but I don't know why a landlord wouldn't want a fresh coat of neutral paint on their walls. Like you're welcome. So once we get closer to, that's the other thing, the lease signs for October 1st. So I get to save one more month's rent staying in the trailer and um, which is good because I'm going to need every cent that I own to make this trip to and from Texas. But for the apartment, my baby steps are, first of all, wait to get closer to getting the keys for the apartment and then discussing the paint color. Because you know what? It's one of those things you <clears throat> you don't want to bombard somebody with too many questions and requests before something has even happened. Like, I know that limbo sucks because you just want to know, like, what color am I going to paint this apartment so that I can plan for everything else? But now is not the time. Like, we got to get closer to so that she feels more comfortable. We're talking about keys. It's a win-win. Like, that just feels like the right thing. So... I'm going to be waiting for that. And then once I've got my paint color, then I can start sourcing furniture and materials and decor and the things that I want. Um, but I also kind of need to get into the apartment to be able to measure. And it's got to start with the big pieces, right? Like we've got to start with couches and fireplace and TV and coffee table and these kinds of things. And thankfully, both of my parents have some items in storage, so that'll really help. Y'all know I can refurbish furniture, so I'm definitely thinking of like bringing in some distressed looks in there. I find it, I just find it so like cozy and rustic and romantic and you're not like scared to make a mess with it. Not like make a mess, but if you ding it, it's not the end of the world, but at the same time, it looks so elegant and classy. Like, yeah, so I'm I'm excited for that too, and I'll have room in the backyard to do that, which is a bonus as well. Um, so we're getting excited about that, mamas. The apartment, first step. Signed the lease, commitment, 12 months. I have a safe place to come home after Texas. I've already figured that out. Next step is my car. So y'all know it was making weird noises. It's a little clunky. It's, you know, it's just, I'm starting to get to that point now where I'm driving the kids around and I'm like, it's not, 
I want to be driving a, a safer vehicle when I'm with the kids. Just, you know, and the car is safe. Like, it gets me from point A to B. But it's a little shaky, like... And my mechanic says it needs new tires, right? And that's why it's shaking. And I'm like, well, do I want to invest in new tires or used tires even? And then like pay for that changeover and all that stuff. Do I want to sink any more money into this vehicle? No, I don't. Um, Because I know it's on its last legs. So that being said... That is the car that I want to drive down to Texas with because I want wheels when I'm down there. Georgia is from Texas. Then I'll have wheels. I'm planning to burn it into the ground anyway. I don't care how much mileage I put on it. Worst comes to worst, I can fly home if it breaks down um, and just like figure out a way to get around. You know, I feel like I really do feel protected in a way. Now, that being said, if I didn't learn to have backup plans, I don't know what else I learned from Texas (laughs) round one and two, but the plan at least for me is to drive my car down there, get myself to Texas, and then, like I say, either drive back home if it makes it that far or fly back home if it doesn't. Um, Who even am I? What a crazy thing to say out loud. (laughs) Like I'm driving a car down to Texas. If it breaks, it breaks. Like, what the fuck? Uh, Anyway, so that being my circumstance, I think it is time to apply for a loan for a vehicle so that I have a safe vehicle for the kids that I'm driving around now and for when I come home to have that vehicle. And like I say, I don't know exactly how my work situation is going to look when I come home which is factoring in as far as what vehicle to buy. Because as of now, I'm putting car seats in and out three days a week, um, and it would be a lot easier in an SUV. I know my future, I want like a family, so an SUV would make more sense, but I'm not there yet. I'm not even close, like really. I mean, I'm closer than I've ever been, but as far as the process that would need to unfold, like this is quite a ways away and maybe at that point I'll be more ready to invest in like a new SUV that I don't have to worry about. Um, So I think as far as purchasing a vehicle goes, I can be looking for a car, four-door for sure. I love my hatchback Um, and I think that that will be it. So that's going to be me doing some research um, as far as what vehicles are going to be the best bang for my buck for that. I know I love Toyota Corollas, Honda Civics, Hyundai Elantras, tried and true cars. Um, Yeah, so that might be a next step on the horizon. I am tray uncomfortable with debt when it comes to all of this, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do. And I I texted my friend, like, this is a dumb question. She's like, shoot. I'm like, how do you finance a car when you're already in debt? And she's like, oh, girl, people do it all the time. She's like, thankfully, everyone's in debt. So I'm like, oh, good. It's not just me. Yay. Um, So 
anyway, yeah. So that's going to be like a new experience for me because I've always either bought cash or yeah, like I've, I've just always bought cash and I've never had like a great car before. They've all just gotten me from point A to point B. So, um, that'll be an adventure to take you on mamas. And lastly, Texas, Texas itself. I've shared with you mamas that my intention for this trip are to write, which is insane (laughs) to write a book in two and a half months. But I have been journaling pretty much every day for over two years now. And as you know, these past two years have been quite eventful for me. And, but let me talk this out, okay? Because we've got the spiritual woo-woo. Yes, it feels like the right thing for me to go to Texas again. But is that always going to be that? Like, is my life always going to be a state of, hey, it's time to drop everything and surrender everything and start from the ground up again to follow your heart? No, I don't believe so. If you have only met me through this podcast, you'll have only known me, this version of me. But I, I am such a grounded person that like wants stability and security at the end of the day, like we all do. I, I believe, I, I guess I can't speak for everybody, but <clears throat> this just feels like such a transformative time to set myself up for that stability, to enjoy those moments of slowing down. Like a classic example this week is that I took X to the park and he colored in my lap, this three and a half year old for 45 minutes, just sat in my lap and colored. And like, that would have been boring to me a couple of years ago, right? But now it's like, I can actually enjoy this cute little puppy in my lap that's doing cute things and coloring cute drawings and talking to me about all the colors and all like, those are the magical moments that we talk about, right? But we can't actually enjoy them unless we are practicing slowing down. And this is just for me. Everybody has their own path, their own journey, their own passions. Not everybody is going to want to sit with a kid and color for an hour or whatever. Like we've all got different passions and that's totally fine. But when it comes to what I want my happily ever after to look like one day, I want to be able to savor these moments with my loved ones. So I'm already practicing that and I'm reaping the benefits of slowing down and, and seeing, you know, like how that opens up the people around me and allows me to savor the moment that I'm in rather than wishing for a future moment or replaying a past moment, which I have been struggling with lately, kind of in that loop. Um, right. So that this is building for that in order to set myself up for a more stable future um, from which I can build and outpour and overflow and live in abundance for myself and for others. So the spiritual part of me does say, go back to Texas, but the practical part of me does say, um, you know, the 
part of the draw of me going to Texas was exploring all that Austin has to offer, including Adrian Mishler, Joe Rogan, the comedy club, the, the mothership, like these types of things, they're still in Austin. And now me going down there, I don't know, like, I don't know how my financial situation is going to be because obviously it costs a lot of money to have a lot of fun in Austin, Texas. But when I am choosing to do a creative endeavor, like writing a book, I know that you do have to live and have fun in order to get those creative juices flowing. I know I'm going to have to be working out, disciplined in order to settle my mind so that I can not be all consumed by the dread and imposter syndrome that will be coming. I already know that it's coming. And so that actually inspires me because I was debating what's my living situation going to be down in Texas, right? I've got the tiny, I've got the trailer, so I want to stay in the trailer. But as far as do I rent a park, state park host site for two and a half months, or do I try and follow through and apply for state park hosting? In which case I would be staying somewhere for free, but I would have the obligations of my weekly chores and duties to fulfill, um, which I already have a time crunch to write. But let's be realistic If you've ever tried to do something creative in your life, you know, like at least for me too, when I did flip it furniture, I always felt like I needed half to be learning, creating, cultivating, promoting, marketing, connecting, like the, the online, the, the emails, like all that stuff versus the actual physical of refurbishing, doing the hard work. Like I, I always felt like I thrived on both where I needed the theoretical, I needed the organization and the work that you don't necessarily get paid for, as well as that physical like sweating. And I found that if I did one more than the other, it would set me out of balance. Like if I started getting in my head too much, like watching how to's and, you know, like creating a website and stuff, without actually doing the refurbishing, I would get so stressed and like in my head versus if I was just refurbishing and I didn't even have time to sit and like plan, make sure I know when my next client's coming and all this stuff. Like I was so like chasing my tail, right? So I do feel like I need both. And so that gives me the clue that I need in order to go down to Texas when I am creating If I am in the flow for two hours a day, that would be amazing. Because y'all have heard of writer's block and I've never even tried to write a book before. I don't know. This is just a feeling. I could be totally wrong. I could go down there and it's like, oh, this was what I was supposed to do. I don't know. Um... Like maybe it's literally even just a vacation, that one final reset before I come home and set my intentions for what I want moving forward. My sense is that it's time to write my story because people ask me all the time, why Texas? And I literally am like, I don't fucking know. Like, I don't know how to explain it to people and I don't want to be a broken record, but I'm still understanding and learning my story, you know, and this podcast is a snippet of of what I've been experiencing. And I feel like taking the time to sit and write it all down and make sense of it would really help me figure out 
what it was all for. You know, like it's easy, it's easy to get overwhelmed in the moment and be like, what is the point of any of this? Um, but when you look back, you see all the dots and the connect the dots. And I guess that's what I want. I want to look back and connect the dots and actually draw the picture of what it is that's been happening in my life these past months. Um, so that being my idea and my intention is I'm going down to create and to write. I think it will be important to keep the hands-on aspect of literally cleaning bathrooms, cleaning the fire pits, making sure like the firewood stocked, connecting with people, right? Like it kind of gives me that, that sense of belonging, that sense of anchoring, um, and like physical work as well as the spiritual or emotional or whatever. So that's my next step this week is to reach out to the state park hosts and line up the January to mid-March um, for 2024. Now I'm going to have to be praying that things go well in the trailer. If they don't, backup plans Airbnb or camping or who knows but at the end of the day like even and even my connections with Jerry and my roommates and people at the church like I do feel like I have supports and backup plans now I'm not cold calling Texas like I'm there I've been there before I can try and make it work um no matter what happens with my car with my travel trailer but I'm trying to have the backup plans and not live so on the edge but I know there is a lot of risk still coming um and I'm gonna have to just take that one step at a time but as far as my next step goes for Texas it's going to be talking to state park hosts and trying to make those connections so lastly because I'm going to Texas for those two and a half months I think that now is the time that I need to start communicating with my work and saying, hey, this is my intention. Um, I will be unavailable from this date to this date. And most jobs are not going to like that. Um, I could lose (laughs) these jobs. And I mean, my comfort is like it's gonna hurt to lose each job no matter what but obviously the family outreach work is like my heart that's my that feels like the most meaningful work and I feel emotional at the idea of dropping these contracts that I have just started forming these bonds and relationships with and not knowing that there's a guarantee for me coming back on my work's end or even on my end because I do need to seriously start being my own mama and setting myself up for the stability that I crave in my life a nice home you know like a nice paycheck a nice maternity leave these types of things I can't be committed to contracts and part-time I need I would like full-time and I would like that stability and so I don't know if these contracts with these kids are gonna be that for me for when I come back from Texas um and so that 
is a tender area for me right now. And I'm experiencing some emotions with that, but we are in September and these contracts end at the end of December, always up for renewal, right? And so I have to be really honest. Um, I'm signing up for new contracts now and, and two more people are signing up for contracts with me. And it's like, I want to, I really, really want to, and the work needs to be done. And, you know, I, I pray it can be me, but it's hard when there will have to be a goodbye. And I don't know if it's going to be a see you later or a goodbye. I don't know. Um, I guess the first step would be talking to my employers and even seeing if it's an option or not for when I come back. Um, and being honest about the fact that, hey, I will be looking for full time. Like, I love these kids. I love this job. I love this contract work. But I do need to look out for myself moving forwards. Um, I found my field that I feel called to and where that leads, I don't know. So I think now is the time um, as I'm taking on these contracts to communicate with my bosses. These are the dates that I'll be unavailable. I know that's an extended leave. I, I don't know what my options are as far as returning goes. And honestly, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. So um, these are questions and things that I am needed, needing to think about um, this week because I definitely want to communicate this all in September. The more notice they have to set up the contracts with the best possible people, the better. And uh, we'll see. We'll see where this all leads. But it's interesting. I went and saw a play this week, um, Prince Caspian, actually, which is a Narnia book, if you have heard of it. Um, and And I watched Troy, which I had written down uh, weeks ago that I had wanted to mention but this theme of like doing the right thing or like like making kills in the name of goodness or justice or what is right like I think of the visual of like the sword of truth you know it's like I'm trying to do the right thing as far as what feels right but there there is collateral to that sometimes um and y'all know how much I bonded to X and these kids and it is really hard to have to give that up in order to to feel like I'm doing this right thing which might feel crazy to everyone else um and might not make any sense at all <sighs> but I don't have the bird's eye view all I have is the whisper and my hands and feet to do the work that I feel called to do, um, which is to go down to Texas and get this creative ball rolling wherever that leads. And, uh, and it's a loss, you know, it, there's a loss too. And it's interesting when I was talking with Annie Janet about it, like, when we do our own work and whatever, like heal our hearts in a way, 
it's not that the pain goes away because then our hearts just open up even more to other people and their pain and their suffering becomes ours as well. Um, And I know that part of love is to let go and that is going to be inherently painful. Would I trade it? No. I want to live full-hearted. I want to live open-hearted. I don't want to close in just to protect myself from getting hurt because that alone is going to cause hurt. Now, that being said, that doesn't mean that I throw myself out there, right? That's part of my self-control when it comes to dating and physicality, right? Like, there are ways to protect my heart because I need to in order to show up in the most full way that I can for for the people that I love and for anybody that I can have compassion for. So it's that fine balance. Um, And when it comes to love and compassion and serving myself and therefore others, this quote has really been driving me um, as of late. It's been my checklist as far as what is the love that I'm receiving from others? Is it love? What is the love I'm giving to others? Is it love or not? And maybe y'all have heard this before. The quote goes like this. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered, and it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. So faith, hope, love abide, but the greatest of these is love. Um, I don't know why I'm getting emotional here, mamas, but I am. And love can take on many forms. And this is a gentle checklist, you know, like to the kind of maybe relationship that you're in, the relationship dynamics you're engaged in um, as with family, with friends, with a, with a romantic partner, um, and with ourselves, you know, like, can we be patient to ourselves and kind? Can we check whether we're being envious of others in our hearts? Um, are we boasting? Is there pride? And this, again, can be from someone else or from ourselves. Is it dishonoring? Is it self-seeking? Is it easily angered? Is it keeping a record of wrong, holding something over someone's head? Um, is it delighting in the truth? Or is it avoiding the truth and pretending? Is it protecting, trusting, hoping, persevering? Um, This is a good checklist in a practical way for what love can look like um, for ourselves and for others. So, mamas, thank you. Thank you so much for being here with me and holding space for my process and my journey unfolding. It's a bit of a doozy. And uh, when I feel small 
and unimportant and insignificant. I can remember that humility is acknowledging that I am no better or worse than anyone else. And so why not my story? So, thank you. Just thank you. And until next time, mamas, take care.